A proud member of the Earglue Media family of podcasts. You're listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Our two-step programs of suck up and get good will help even the worst of gamers just be bad. We review the latest video game titles, cover the latest news, and discuss issues that affect gamers. Here are your hosts of Bad Gamers Anonymous, Bad Gamer Jason, Bad Gamer Joe, and Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrubs. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley, as I am known in some circles. Typically the seventh circle of hell. Uh, this is episode Dawn of Man slash yeah, Empire at War. Uh, probably put a question mark at the end of that one. Uh, I think joining, so. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, please. Before I introduce you, please speak. You suck so much. <laughs> <laughs> joining me this week and possibly for the last time ever, it's Joe. Hi. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Why? And Jason, welcome back. Thank you. Welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah. Were you gonna? You you were about to say something? I was gonna say yeah. You could definitely put a question mark behind Empire at War. Yeah, the time's passed. You probably should have just. You probably should have just said it. I said yeah. <laughs> That's that's kind of shorthand for what I just said. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, it's podcasting. Uh, you don't really want to do shorthand. You really just want to speak. I didn't want to interrupt your intro but, too much. But you you know what? It doesn't matter. We've got some housekeeping <laughs> issues to get to tonight, uh, as we do uh, most every night now. Lots of things going on uh, this week uh, with Ear Glue Media. Huge announcement. So we all know that here in a couple of weeks, because today is the 31st of March, here in a couple of weeks, we are going to be at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. Myself, Joe, we will be there for the full five days. Jason will be there for a day or two. And now uh, Josh McCray, our very own Imperial Moonwalker, will be there. Yes, the entire Ear Glue Media staff and everyone who friggin' podcasts on this network. It will now be at Star Wars Celebration. They should just rename it Ear Glue Media Celebration and celebrate all things Ear Glue Media. I agree. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm super excited for this. Right. I'm going to make you all smoke a cigar until you puke. Yep, that sounds right. I, I can see you doing that. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, we got some plugs. Uh, so last week I had forgot to mention during housekeeping, so I recorded a little diddly do at the beginning uh the uh tfa i keep wanting to say the force awakens but that's not it it's the film appraisers uh is a brand new podcast over at eargluemedia.com forward slash tfa go check them out that has a josh mccray and our very own joe kane uh that uh, do that it's a fun little podcast i will actually their new episode comes out april 4th here in just a few days go check that out it's episode two i believe it's called uh, vigilante, violent vigilante, and Catholics, and it you is. can figure out what movie I brought to have evaluated. I know what it is. Yeah, you do. You know why you know what it is? Because it's one of the greatest movies ever made. And these two, actually, I think he knows because we told him. <laughs> that might be. I think that's probably why he knows. But I'm pretty sure I could have figured it out from those three words. You think? Yeah. All right. Well, these two dick weasels decided. <laughs> So, spoiler. What? Yeah, right? Mm, Who does that? Mm. Don't 
Do I need to edit that to... out, Joe, so that it's not spoilery? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a... You know what? Uh, for your insolence, it's just going to be beep for like 10 seconds. <laughs> it's just going to be... I'm not even going to put in the sound effect. It's just going to be me going beep. That's it. Good Lord. Uh, Simply Stogies. There's going to be a new Simply Stogies that releases uh, before this show's out, so hopefully you've listened to it. Uh, it uh, I have on there, I suppose. Uh, Crowley doesn't have on there, but James has on. The executive director from the Cigar Rights of America, Glenn Loop. And one of the Cigar Rights of America ambassadors to the state of Iowa, Timothy Allen. And we discuss the FDA, what they're doing to... Uh, there We discuss a lot of stuff. It's a lot of fun. Go go check it out if you uh, are so inclined, if you want to figure out why government bad. Because guess what? Government bad. I think that's all the plugs. Are there any other plugs? Is that it? Like I like I we're doing Firefly right now over on on uh, smoking and drinking space, so you we can are. check me. It's out. been a lot of fun. No, you hated both of us last night. Oh well, that doesn't. I mean, yeah, it's still a lot of fun, but yeah, I still hate you both. <laughs> yeah, so I'm on there for like the next couple of months, uh, talking Firefly, one of my favorite television shows of all time. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, isn't Imperial Moonwalker on this next episode that's dropping a sadist? Yeah, he's going to be on the episode that drops uh, Wednesday, April third. So uh, we're we're discussing Dark City. Um, it was a it was a great movie. We had a lot of fun talking about it. So I've never check seen that Dark out. City. Oh, you're missing out on I a great either. movie. Oh my gosh, both of you are film illiterate, and Joe, you're on a film review podcast. <laughs> well, that's like you can't see them all. Beep. <laughs> Spoilers. Good Lord. I'm not film illiterate either. And by the way, Joe, have you seen Firefly? I have. Okay, so see, he's not film illiterate. Well, Firefly is a TV series. Serenity is a film. You're have illiterate. you seen Serenity? Yes. Okay. Well, Serenity well, is also the name of the pilot episode. I've so. seen both it Serenities. Is. The pilot and the <laughs> movie. All the I've seen them all. All the Serenities, all the serenities are, I've been seen. I'll tell you what, I need Serenity now with you two. That's what I need. Serenity now! It's not going to happen. No, no, it's not. Uh, let's talk about what you're playing. Jason, what have you been playing this week? Um, I've been playing a little Dawn of Man that we'll talk about later. I've been playing some Division 2. I played with Star-Lord and Shiner this week. That was a lot of fun. Um, as I do every day, I've been playing Simpsons Tapped Out, and I almost thought about playing Empire at War. That's Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Uh, Joe, what have you been playing? I played some more. It doesn't matter. Let's, no, no, you, no, you listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time, bub. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I played some more Built Beep. on Monday. <laughs> you, I'm going to do this to you the whole episode. <laughs> you wait. You're digging a grave, my friend. I'm also going to make, add a bunch of things you have to edit out, too. That's all right. Well, that's how is that different than any other week? More. There'll be more. No more. Well. All right. It'll be a four-hour edit instead of a three-hour edit. That's a, that's an awfully high bar. That is. Uh, what what have you been playing, Joe? Come on, stop screwing around. Tell everybody what you've been playing. I played more Bullet Hell Monday, and that of is course. by Mashayuki Ito. Oh, wow, look at you coming prepared. Uh, I played some of Elder Scrolls Blades. Which, but why? Um, yeah, I was curious. It released this week. It's an early access. I pre-registered. That's what last... college is for. Uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> 
uh, pre-registered for it last year during E3 when they opened it up. It, but why? Because Elder Scrolls games are fun. No. Uh, and this is another one of those games. It's almost really, really fun. It looks ridiculously good for a phone game. <laughs> it's almost, it's almost fun. Uh, everything about this game is fun, except for the amount of free-to-play trappings in this game are ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, it's really, a, it could be a really good game if they backed off that quite a bit. Right. But they didn't. And I played some Division 2. Nice. Nice. Uh, I thought for just a couple of seconds about playing Empire at War, and then I realized I didn't have time. Uh, well, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. I also played the Division 2, played quite a bit of that because Division 2 greater than Empire at War. And yes. I also played Dawn of Man. In fact, I've put more time into Dawn of Man than I did Division 2 because I know you two yahoos are going to ask me that. <laughs> How much time did you put into Donovan? Yeah, how many hours did you think you spent gaming this week, Crowley? <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't, you know what? I kind of feel Is it less a than 10? Bit... Is it less than 10? No. Are you sure? Like, define sure. Are you lying to me about that? Because <laughs> it sounds like it certain? was less than 10. Yeah, are you, you no longer a, a gamer? This week. Are you a, no. are you a filthy casual? Are you a filthy ca- Crowley? Breaking news. Oh, Breaking news. Crowley, Crowley is a filthy is a casual. Filthy casual. <laughs> I am a filthy casual this week. No, it's true. So I, I've had a lot of stuff going on. I had uh, this interview with uh, uh, Glenn Loop. It doesn't and, matter what and, you had. You're still a filthy casual. Look, you know what? Podcasting is, is more important than, uh, than playing games right now. I, I've got a lot of uh, fingers and a lot of pies. You can take that however you'd like. I sure to. hear a lot of excuses coming from that side of the mind. I, 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 a lot of them. I, yeah, I, I hear a lot casual. of excuses. I played, I played Dawn of Man for more than 10 hours. Well, you know what? Congratulations on not having a life. What do you want me to tell you? I just stayed up late and did it, you know, because sometimes you have to make man. time to get things I'm done. I'm so old. When I you make commitments, you got to do it, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. you were saying you had all these excuses. What were they? Oh, man, I'm trying to figure out how I can edit out your track completely this week <laughs> and make it sound like it's just Jason and I doing the show. And I don't, not sure that I can, because your track might just con- con- consist of beep <laughs> for the whole hour. I'm not 100% sure yet. Let's jump into gaming news. Uh, Sony's thing last week sucked. We had, we had discussed uh, possibly doing a show the next day for it because we were all excited like there might be some kind of PS5 hint or some, some great stuff because this is like their answer to Nintendo Direct, right? And it sucked major donkey nuts. Yeah, well, it was way, it was way more like Nintendo Direct than people were anticipating. Nintendo does a good job before the Directs of setting up expectations hey this one's going to be eight minutes long and it's going to have two things in it uh, they don't tell you what it is but they keep you know going into it that it's going to be small or if it's going to be large uh sony didn't do that sony kind of sold it as a big thing and it turned out to be like four vr games and two games you <laughs> already knew about and it was kind of it it was nothing right? there was the, the it opened with that iron man vr reveal and that was kind of the only thing of major note between that and uh full vr for the entire game for no man's sky other than that this kind of smacks of desperation in trying to stay relevant. I don't. Well, well no, look, I don't think Xbox so. fanboy. Let's not. Let's I think not kid ourselves. Xbox I, thing was just as crappy. Yeah, I think this does. I think what this is is Sony having a poor execution of their first attempt at what they're doing instead of E3. They've already pulled out of E3. I think they're going to do 
these like six, eight times a year directs like Nintendo does, which are a lot of them are small. Um, right. But Didn't they, they also announce they weren't going to do like their PlayStation experience or whatever it is they do every year? Like that's done too. Yeah. They're, re- they're, yeah, they're retooling the way they interface with players. So I just think it was a poor choice to not open with a big one. I think if they were going to go to this Nintendo Direct style thing, the first one should have been a lot bigger than what they had this time. This was really well, I wanna, a nothing. I want to circle back to that here in just a second, but Jason, like you agree with all this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a nothing burger. It was, you know, it was a major letdown. They they didn't give you anything they they gave you some new titles that are going to come out on VR, which is, you know, less than 10% of their user base. Uh, they gave a couple of announcements on titles that, you know, they'd already announced in other forums. So, I mean, there was nothing new here that really interested anybody who was interested in PlayStation, much less, you know, gaming in general. Yeah, I, I, I want to circle back to something that uh, uh, Joe said that, you know, it kind of opened... Like it was a poor opening for their first one. There wasn't really a big announcement. For me, Iron Man's a big, big announcement. Iron Man VR is huge, uh, and while VR is is ten percent of their base, I'm, less than right. I'm thinking they're trying to, and we're going to talk about this throughout the news. I think they're really trying to up that, and Iron Man seems to be. I mean, that's what they launched their 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 anticlimactic Sony what do we want to call this because I don't want to call it Sony direct it's because that feels like a it's slap called in the, face the state to of Nintendo. play yeah I'm not calling it that either because that's what's man, called I'm trying not to say things that I have to bleep out because uh, <laughs> that's dumb yeah but that's what they chose well we I'm call not it calling slop. it that Sony slop this is an Xbox like I think I think this was there was <laughs> nothing really of any note here even the Iron Man thing Oh. Listen, I, I I love the idea, and I would love to play this. If this is if this is a full game, maybe we'll see. But it sounds they like showed it's a some, full game. They, it's not the Iron Man experience. They showed it's the game, Iron yeah, Man. but they showed the gameplay of this, and it really looks like, hey, I'm on rails, and I look around and shoot things out of my hands. If I can't, if I can't control. <laughs> if I can't control flying, uh, then I'm not interested. Genuinely, if it is just an on-rail shooter where you shoot out of your palms, who cares? You literally got 30 seconds of gameplay in a very early state of the game, and right. you're already poo-pooing it. Listen, I have I have played a lot of these. Like, I played the Spider-Man VR thing. I'm like, a real gamer this week. This week, I put in like, more than 10 hours of gameplay. Also, I've played a lot of these VR experiences out of these like Marvel and but it Lucas doesn't films. say experience. It ne- says yo, neither, Iron Man. Neither does the Spider Man thing. That doesn't say experience. No, it absolutely does. Yeah, it says experience. It's the Spider Man experience. Yes, it does. Mm, whatever. Uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I promise you. But like, if it's an entire game on rails, which the video they showed, a hundred percent on rails. There's there's no way that wasn't on rails because you were your hands and look were all independently moving of where you were going. You were going in a set path. So if it's just on rails, dude, I don't care. On rails is not fun. Every game you play is on rails to a certain extent. Okay, no, not true. If I can, if I can't control the movement of my character, I'll I'll rephrase it that way so you can't nitpick. If I can't control the direction I'm moving and I am literally moving on a single rail, I'm not interested. Okay, well that's I suppose a better explanation of what you're not interested in. But this isn't an experience. I'm hoping there's a lot more to this game 
than the 30 seconds of gameplay that we saw. Otherwise, it's going to be boring regardless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jason, you were going to say something before I had to take Joe to school? You didn't take me to well, school. No, not oh, all games are on rails. I mean, the, the, the Spider-Man game is an open world game where you're whipping around New York. Like okay, so Spider-Man. you're only whipping around New York. So the rail is literally not just on a rail. New York. Well, that's not that a is. rail. That's a sandbox. That's, Can yeah. I come to so Iowa? You're boxed in. That's the sandbox. In a ra- it's not on a rail. That's well, a rail. if if no, they put Iowa in the game, you could probably. I don't probably... want to argue semantics. Dude, you're just you very wrong on this. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this is one. This <laughs> There's is a thing difference you're super between wrong a rail <laughs> and a box. Those are two different things. Can you have a rail inside a box? You can. You're right. Okay. Are there places inside New York you can't go in? Not inside That's that. map. Still not a rail. That's not. A Does rail. the game? Uh, this is not a rail. To, the rail dire- the game, a rail you directs to... your movement. You're not being held. I, I, to a set I, path. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Yours is crazy. Okay, but yeah. it's a lot more fun than what you two have. I don't know. I don't want a re- reality with a rail in it. I want a rail reality. Moving on. Uh, Switch is free if you're a Prime member. The Switch thing. Uh, the Switch online the service. Switch, what do they call that? Nintendo Switch online. We really need to help these guys with naming things. I don't know. Sony that's, can't name their crap. That's pretty basic. I think that's fine. No, it's terrible. No wonder I haven't bought it. Now I can't. I don't have to because I'm a Prime member. I get 12 months free. Yep. So I can play their... Mm, I, really, I'm self-editing as we go, folks. It is a it is a sight to behold. Uh, I can play their <laughs> crap now. Yeah, well, now you can play the online stuff, and now you also get access to that library of classics that they have up. Which is actually library re- of classics. Like is, name one classic in that library I, I would want to play. I don't know what you want to play. There's like forty games in there though. Oh man, that's a huge library, forty no, games. No, they add they add every month. So Do they take away? Is it always forty? No. Nope, they keep adding. It keeps no, growing. It's not on Rails. Nothing nobody? Crickets. Yeah, I'm not gonna I, let you I'm just gonna let you keep sounding like an idiot. Everybody else can who's listening can judge you. I'm already gonna sound like an idiot because your track is gonna be silent. Let's. <laughs> uh, who who put this? The news is already full of April Fool's crap. It is. If you look in the news, it is just loaded with uh, fake product announcements and game announcements that are junk. Like what? I was put it there because I was frustrated trying to find real news because nobody else had put anything in the news yet in the show notes, and it was yeah, why full did they do of this? junk. I mean. And I understand they they may try to be funny, but come on, this is this is getting old. Yeah, Nvidia is advertising a holographic uh, AI gaming assistant for your desktop that projects a big 3D hologram in front of you. What if one of these isn't April Fools? Yeah. Well, what if they're literally giving us Jarvis? It won't be. I mean, this wouldn't. This doesn't work. Like we don't have the technology to make this work. How do you know? Maybe Nvidia just created it. Yeah, they can definitely contain light with no field. That happened. (laughs) (laughs) Borderlands 3 was announced. Are we sure this isn't an April Fool's thing? Yeah, this was announced way before April 1st. This is the thing they've been talking about for a while. This is everybody knew this was coming. They announced it at PAX. It's going to be a thing. But why? I don't know. I really liked the first couple of games, but I don't know where Borderlands fits in now. Borderlands was the first game I played on Vita. On Vita? Yeah, maybe it was Borderlands Yeah, too. I think you were playing a 
you may have played Borderlands 2 like years after it came out on Vita. Or, oh, yeah. Or like one yeah. of the... Yeah. It came with the Vita. Yeah, but I think that was still a a smaller experience. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the it wasn't the full game. I, so I liked the first Borderlands, man. and I thought the second Borderlands was okay. It wasn't. It, I don't think it was as good as the first, but I, I thought the second Borderlands was okay. I'm I've got some trepidation about the third Borderlands because I don't want them to continue on their downhill slide from like Borderlands one to two. I will say that I like the art direction that they're going with Borderlands 3. The first two were were a cell-shaded art direction, and this looks more like a painted model, and I really like that aesthetic. So I think the tone that they're painting in the trailer for Borderlands 3 is kind of a, a little more lighthearted and, and fun than, than what they had in Borderlands 2 and more reflective of, of Borderlands 1. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. Um, it, it is going to be just a, a weapon drop fest, just like the first two. So I'm kind of on the fence about that because at a certain point you just ignore everything that drops because you've already got your optimal loadout. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to this, but with some hesitation. I think it looks really good. The, the footage they showed looks really cool. Like visually. Um, I just don't know. Like the sense of humor got bad in the second one. Mm-hmm. The gameplay was still really fun. Like it was, it was tight and and hectic. You know, it was solid gameplay. But you know, if the rest of the game doesn't come along, you know, the story, the voice acting, the right, the humor does not jump into where we are now. If it is still just more Borderlands, I don't think it'll do very well. I don't think it's going to do very well. I don't know. There's, we'll see. I, there's I, your prediction. Yeah, it, it probably won't. They probably. I don't think that they've will have done enough to bring this into what we expect out of a shooter now. But if they do, it could do well. Borderlands is a really popular series. Yeah, I get it, but I don't, I don't know. I never got into it. I didn't like the art direction that it took to begin with. It looked, it was very stylized and we've talked Mm -hmm. about how much I hate, hate stylized graphics. Stylized. I I just, I can't, I can't do It, it. The first two did very well. If this is, if I know it, they did. If this game is good, I think it'll do well. But I just have a feeling it's gonna feel like more Borderlands Two. <laughs> Borderlands <laughs> Two continued. Uh, speaking of dot 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 continued, why is Nintendo doing this? Let me ask you this, uh, Jason. You have a Switch. I have access to a Switch. Yes. Uh, Joe, you have a Switch because we all know about your pooping and play, playing habits. <laughs> uh, are 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 you unhappy with the design of your Switch? No, but this is this is not unusual. This is also standard, like industry wide, right? We got the PlayStation Slim or the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One S. Like this isn't like unique right, to them. Okay, no, this is unique to them because they're making it look like older Nintendo stuff. No, they're not. No, I think they're taking some inspiration from some of their older technologies in terms of the markets that they're targeting so the they're they're creating two new iterations of the switch one that's targeted towards more casual players and new players to the platform that also has a cheaper cost on top of it and then they're also targeting you know the hardcore gamers the the gamers that want the added uh, performance of newer technology and uh, 
they're basically doing the the slim versus pro on right. their platform. They've, the they've height- gotten people drawn into their the the switch, and now they're they're trying to broaden their market base. Right, and the smaller one they're talking about. Um, non-removable Joy-Cons and a sturdier build so that you can give it to your kid without worrying about them snapping the Joy-Cons off or anything. Um, And the bigger one they're talking about, more hardware, uh, possibly a bigger screen, better resolution, and more battery life. So it's a pro and a slim. Fine. Fine. I don't want... I'm done arguing with both of you (laughs) right now. So I'll just say fine. Everybody can look at the, the show notes and click on the link and they can determine whether or not it's just a gimmick. To me, it looks gimmicky. But are you looking at the picture in the article and thinking that's the new switches? Yes, those are no, not the those new switches. Are the... Those are old handheld consoles. Those are not yeah, the new that's switches. Three DS and the two DS. Yeah, so it's saying, just gonna be. So it's just gonna be look like the same switch. Yeah, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be one that looks like the switch now, but is one piece and coded so that your kid can drop it, and one that looks like the switch now that has better resolution and more power. Mm. Is a pro and a slim. Huh. Yeah, I still don't care. Sony celebrates <laughs> 4.2 million PSVRs sold or about twice as many Sega CD accessories. And is the headline from TheVerge.com. I, I don't understand why. It's like they're, I don't know why they're poo-pooing this. Because this is, VR technology is, th- that's what they're doing, isn't it? Is poo-pooing it? They're, by they're, saying, they're, they're uh, putting it in least, context. They're giving context to how much this yeah. is sold versus the other accessories and what is and hasn't been considered successful. And genuinely, this is a very small percentage of PS4 units to any accessory. And the the scary part about this to me is that there are, last report I saw, there were more than twice as many PSVR sold than PC VR headsets. Okay. Oh, that's, that's even worse than that. If you look at Ars Technica's um, article, the volume or the market share that PSVR has compared to the entire um, market of all VR is much, much smaller or much larger. Sorry. Yeah. So what, what this to me is, is that what this article, what they're saying in this article, what this article tells me is VR is really cool and I really want it to be the future, but it is not selling. Okay. And I, and I understand that, and, and and I suppose there's something to be said about that. However, it's the cost of a console. Yeah, this isn't this isn't inexpensive technology, and I think that without acknowledging that and putting that in in context with what they're saying, I mean, it's just not. It's not an inexpensive uh, accessory. So, I think that's their point too. Is there the VR makers are asking people to pay for, uh, to, to shell out console prices for platforms that don't have the number of games that consoles have. So there's, there's just not that many games for, for VR out there. Right. And the reason that they chose to say games, the reason they chose to Sega CD is because it's also an expensive accessory. It was also, it was roughly $250 back when Sega CD was an accessory. Okay. So that is a direct correlation console cost to PSVR being a console cost. The point here is regardless of the cost of the unit, regardless of any of that, how long does Sony or anybody continue to dump money into uh, R&D on these units if they still can't make even 
10% of their user base use it. I don't remember which Sony executive, which Sony employee said this, but they have said that the future of gaming is VR. Right. Well, and that, but they're still the future, trying to sell this thing. Your console is your VR unit and the console will be the accessory. And now with streaming, uh, becoming a, a thing and it seems like everyone's moving in that direction. Thanks Google. I mean, that seems to me that the VR is the console and, and you'll be, should, you'll be playing that you'll be putting on your headset to play video games here pretty quick. Now I get that it's expensive, but if they can get away from uh, the expense of the console of a four or five hundred dollar console every decade, every seven to eight years, and go with a VR headset where they can update the firmware, and you only have to you know buy a new one of those every seven, eight, nine, ten years. I mean, I, I just feel like that's that's the future. And I don't, I, I feel like articles like this that poo poo it, and I get they're trying to put it in perspective. You're going to make this technology go the way of, of the Vita. You're going to make this technology go the way of the PlayStation Portable. You're going to make this technology go the way of Sega CD. And I don't know if gamers want that because I think, on one hand, gamers don't want to spend the money for a, an expensive accessory. And on the other hand, they really like what, these accessories do for gaming and the exciting potential that it gives to the world of gaming. Look, don't, so I really, don't get me wrong. I, you, you, we've talked about it enough. You should know how much I want VR to be the future, right? I'm huge on the side of VR. It's way better than anything that's not VR. But think about so some of the major problems with VR, right? There, there aren't the games are few and far between at this point uh it's a lot of short experiences that aren't very good then games that aren't very good and then once in a while a game that is good and part of the problem is is that it's hard to get developers to to devote a development cycle to a game that's going to sell a million copies tops if they're lucky if they're very lucky and because of that you don't see developers flocking to spend a bunch of time and money the titles that playstation vr has had Sony is largely subsidizing just to get on the platform. If they don't sell more PSVRs, like a lot more, how long are they going to continue to front the bill for games that are losing money because they're not selling enough copies? How long are they going to keep dumping money into advertising and um, posturing and advancing if they can't make more than 4 million sales? 4 million sales is not enough to sustain this technology. I would love it for PSVR to take off or Vive or Rift, whatever, uh, to take off and to really pull this technology up. But it's not articles like this that are going to stop it from happening. It's people not buying it that are going to stop it from happening. These are not okay, but, these are not good sales but, numbers. No, you're right, but articles like this are certainly not helping sales, sales numbers. Now, I'm not saying that, I, that uh, a journalist should start shilling for this. But it's I think an honest article. You, There's nothing yeah. weird or dishonest yeah, about I, this. I get that. No, I get that. But I mean, it, it's not shining. A, a, I mean, it's doing what they should do as a journalist. So I can't really poo-poo it. It's telling just, the facts would, as it is. It's just not yeah. a favorable situation. 
Yeah, and, and you might be right. Maybe VR is going to go the way of the Dota. I don't want it to. And I don't I don't even want to predict that because I don't like the idea of it. But they need to do something to make it way more affordable or way more appealing and like not in 10 years, like in a year or two because you're not going to get the games for less than 10% of your market. There's there's no developer that's going to devote the kind of of money and resources that it requires to make a, a really good game for VR. If you're only targeting, you know, nine, eight percent of the user base, I think it would be beneficial in this situation to shed all these walled gardens for Oculus, Vive, and PSVR to get together and stop making exclusives because they're not going to make money on the hardware sales. They're not selling hardly any of them. If they were all cross platform, if you could play all those games with whoever else had VR, no matter what it was, much like Ubisoft did with uh, Bridge Crew, it would make the player base much larger. You could sell more copies of your games, and it would start. I feel like you could start seeing better titles show up for VR across the platform and start to see some growth. I think in the very early days of VR, when Vive and Oculus were first hitting the market, there was a lot more of that happening. Between the two of them, there was a lot more cooperation. And then they both started to sell some units and started to wall off a little more. And they started to fight a little more. And and Oculus got uh, a lot more Apple-like in its external cooperation. And I feel like I've seen things stagnate a lot since. And I don't think that the walled garden, I don't think there's enough here for this walled garden ecosystem to sustain itself. Yeah, but they've been saying that about... The consoles forever. If the consoles would come together and allow cross-play, then everybody, the gamers would be better off. And that's that hasn't happened yet. I mean, it has mm-hmm. in certain circumstances, but it hasn't in, in every circumstance. And I don't think it ever will. No, but the consoles are doing way better than this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that they have to do this because it's better for the gamer. I'm saying... You're saying they have to do this out of self-preservation. Self-preservation. Yeah. I think this grows the user base for each unit, for each game by making them cross-play across all the headsets, that would allow the developers to sell that many more units, which would be more attractive to developers. Right now, it's hard and expensive to get anybody to develop for VR because they're not going to make any money doing it. All right. Well, I don't disagree, I suppose. I just, I, I guess I'm just in, in, the, in the boat with you where I just really wish this would take off a lot more than it has. And I think early sales numbers kind of made it look like it was going to. Yeah, it spiked real hard at the beginning and then it flattened out hard. And now it's dipped. I mean, yep. it's not even a flat. I don't even think it's flat. I think it's it. They're just, and maybe that's why Sony started off with Iron Man this this with their thing because they were like, we need something to sell some VR units. Yeah, we need something to get the player base excited about VR again. And and, and I I hope it works, man. I hope we get something going soon. Yeah, I mean, my biggest complaint has been the experiences. The experiences sh- show so much potential. And they're so wasted because it's a it's ten minutes and you're like I want more, like why isn't there a full fledged game? Like we've talked about this, where Bridge Crew is so good, give me an away mission. How long did it take to make those experiences, though? That's that's the question. Is is what was the development time to create that ten minute experience? Was it two three months? Well, I think it depends on the experience. Like the Ghostbusters experience, I think was put together in about three minutes. <laughs> in some dude's bathroom 
along with the 2016 movie. All right, moving on. Do we want to talk more about VR? We've VR'd out. I'd like to touch on this next one, the Oculus thing, at least. I'm sure you would. Touch away, Joe. This is a affordable new high end on the Oculus lineup that's coming out that has inside out tracking, meaning you don't need to set up all those cameras, meaning Jason, when you're ready, I think this is the one you should buy. Yeah, I was looking at this and this definitely is appealing because it's it's as much as I was going to pay for uh, the Vive. And yeah, I don't have those. I don't have those cameras that I have to set up around my office. Yeah, I mean, it, there are some trade-offs. It's got high-resolution screens, but the lower refresh rate. So that could be problematic for people who are sensitive to VR as far as getting sick, the lower refresh rate. But high-resolution sounds awesome. Um, the inside-out tracking is great. That's a much better system. If they got it working correctly, that's way better than having cameras and lasers and stuff set up all over the place in your room. So I think this would really be great. And it looks like... Uh, Valve is also teasing an inside-out tracking solution with absolutely no details, but coming in May, they've got teaser photos out for another headset that's got cameras all over the front of it, so that looks also like it's going to be inside-out tracking. So I think they're going in the right direction. I imagine the Valve one will be ridiculously priced like the Vive was when it launched, but there's 400 bucks for the Oculus one. That seems like the way to go. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. I mean, I'm reading this article here, and it's talking about... Uh, a Zelda-like first-person adventure from Turtle Rock called Journey of the Gods. Mm-hmm. I want to play that. Yeah. Like, why isn't this on everything? It would be great if it was. The problem with is, like I said, with Oculus, all of their Oculus Studio stuff or anything that they can get their hands on, they lock up tighter than the drum. They won't even, uh, even like the Vive exclusives, you can, you can run them in an Oculus. You have to buy them through the through Vive, but it'll run on an Oculus. But Oculus does a check. If you're not running, running on an Oculus, they won't let you play it, um, even if you buy it from them. Even though the technology is compatible, they're just locked up tight like Apple does. I just keep going back to why would anybody come out with a VR unit if they didn't think it was going to make any money? I mean, if Valve is teasing a VR headset. This is all, this is all early hardware loss leader stuff. They're, they're playing the long game. Or hoping to play the long game, but if it doesn't, and Sony's taking- track record of playing the long game is not—it's <laughs> not good. Mm-hmm. PSP, PS Vita, yeah, it's just. <sighs> but Sony, they, you- they stuck it out with those for a lot longer than, but they didn't do anything with them. That's they, the problem. They, they didn't came do out, anything with them. They came out both of them. They came out guns blazing, hit the market hard, supported them really hard for like two years, and then gave gave up on them. Yeah. And that's what I'm afraid is going to happen with the PSVR if it doesn't sell well, better. Well, PSVR has been out, what, two years now? Yep. So, I mean, I guess we'll based find on out Sony's soon. track record, we're going to find out in about six months. So, yeah, there you go. Been uh, out almost 900 days. To October 13th, 2016. There, so, almost three years. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, got about another six months. Everybody, if you don't have a PSVR, I invite you to go out and buy one right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sega is coming out with a retro mini Sega game. Yeah, they're joining the party. They said yeah, that they were planning know. on getting into the space what last yeah. year at E3, but now they're yeah, here. Yeah, but for 80 bucks, I can just, you know what? I can get an emulator on the PC. 
Yeah, but it's about the cool looking little hardware thing. Like I have a, a SNES Classic. I it's love that really thing. That's not really cool. It was uh, it I'm, was cool when I was a kid and this came out. It's not cool when I'm an adult and they're coming out with the same thing. Yeah, I've got the NES and the SNES Classics and I like those. Yeah. But I'm not really excited about this because the first games that they've announced, I think there's one on this list that I would be interested in playing. Toe Jam and Earl? No. Altered Beast. That's not a good game. Altered Beast was terrible. That's a bad game. I have fond memories of it, but that's a bad game. That I is have, a terrible I have game. great memories with it, too, because it was the game that came with the Genesis, so everybody had it, and we played it. At I Nazi. didn't have it. Nope, I didn't have it. I remember wanting to rent it uh, because that's what you used to do. You used to rent games. I know you millennials probably don't remember that. Uh, if uh, you if you actually listened to the film appraisers, you would know I had a video store, and I did go rent games and movies. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't listen to most things that come out of your mouth, Joe. That's your name, right, Joe? I forget. <laughs> Regardless, uh, I, I remember going and, and renting it. I was really excited because the box looked so friggin' cool. And then I got the game, and I'm like, this is terrible. And I think I took it back the next day, and I rented uh, a basketball game, and I was much happier. Yeah, there's nothing on this list, but they've only got a handful here, and there's going to be 40 on the console. So yeah, maybe we'll see. If these are the teaser games that they're trying to get everybody excited about on this platform, uh, not- uh, I wouldn't look at it that way because the original game announcements on the NES and SNES and even on the PlayStation Classic things were not super exciting. These are the games that they probably have locked up licensing or own licensing on. They're probably still working out deals on the rest. We have spent way too much time on news and I don't want to argue about the freaking merits of a retro Sega Genesis game because it's terrible. (laughs) Just PC emulator, guys. Why is this hard? Why do you have to go buy $80 worth of friggin' 40-year-old hardware? I don't it looks get cool. it. It's not 40-year-old hardware. It doesn't look that cool. It's a, it's I don't a, have it's to a download an hardware. emulator and go searching for ROMs. Look, look, I don't need your semantics, okay? It's 40-year-old technology. It's not. It is. No, the thing inside of that did not exist 40 years ago. Uh, now is the time of the show as we quickly, <laughs> quickly... Go forward to Star Wars Celebration, where we go on the road to Singapore. Nope, that's a movie. Uh, (laughs) Road to Morocco. Nope, that's another movie. Where are we going? That's right. Road to Celebration. Uh, Heard those were terrible. Mm, This is all your fault. Uh, This week, we're going to review Empire at War. Uh, Oops, we didn't play it. I sure am glad I didn't spend money on it. Yeah, I really thought about playing it, and then I thought, no, nah, I think I'm washing my hair that day. Yeah, I, you hate this game. I'm I'm not fond of this game, no. It's okay, got but some it's major, not a bad game. Yeah, it is. It's got some major no, balancing issues. It does not, just because you're terrible at it. Mm, no, it's not just me that thinks that. Who else thinks this? Everybody that has a good opinion on this game. You can't argue that logic. That's pretty sound. <laughs> that's not. He's got pretty you locked sound. up. That's he's got opinion. you locked up that's there, That's an opinion. Bud. It's not logic. It's an opinion. You've got. He's Good got you locked God. right up. This game I am must be literally trash. Literally taking your track out of this week's <laughs> episode. Like I have decided, that is what's happening. Logic is not. You know what? We're done. Uh, I'm going to make Jason play this this week at least two or three times, and maybe we'll talk about it next next time. Maybe. Maybe not. What we are going to talk about this week is Dawn of Man. Yes, that's right. Another strategy game that we made everybody play. And yes, we all played this one for several hours. I believe I have six, maybe seven hours into this. 
Uh, Dawn of Man is a simulation strategy slash survival game, kind of in the vein of Age of Empires. Is that the game I'm thinking of? Kind of. It, it, it reminds me more of Pharaoh. I don't think I ever played Pharaoh. I definitely didn't. Yeah, that was, my, it, um, that was a late 90s, early 2000s game, uh, real-time strategy game. I was too busy trying to get laid. So I didn't I didn't play a lot of strategy games around that time. Uh, this is developed and published by uh, Madrugo Works. Did I pronounce that right? Probably not. Just call me. I'm the Mike Rondo of gaming. Uh, game. Uh, it's very reminiscent. You just said this, Pharaoh. Why am I reading this? Yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> Ancient civilization music. Sure. All right. Let's talk about the story. I didn't know there was a story. There's not other really. than the story that you make as you play it. Yeah, there's there's not really much of a story here. It's it's basically just um kind of a ancient civilization simulation, more like a more like a baby animal kidnapping simulator. Mhm. Um, yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, you do a lot of baby animal kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. When you told me that, I just had a laugh. <laughs> Cuz you're not wrong. Um so the story is you do you start a Stone Age village and you're trying to make it to the Iron Age. When you make it to the Iron Age, congratulations, you win the game. Have either of you made it to the Iron Age? Um, in bronze. Yeah, I made it to bronze. I'm getting close job. to iron. All right, it's good. At least you got out of the Stone Age. Are you still in the Stone Age? Let's talk about the graphics. Wow. <laughs> you're six <laughs> hours in and you're still in the Stone Age? Yeah, let's, wow. let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second. I made two. I got two to the Bronze Age. So I didn't like the way my first one looked. It was too messy. Yeah. Okay. So that was an issue too. Like my, my first village kind of sucked. So I started a second village. And then my second village. So you can set up. Like it's just like any other game where you have to gather resources to to uh, help your village, to help your your society, your civilization, whatever you want to call it, uh, grow and and flourish. So you have to hunt, you have to fish, you have to gather sticks, you have to mine, uh, you have to gather rocks, flint, uh, those sorts of things. So you can set them to do that individually. Like you can, you know. Pick two or three people to go hunting. You can pick two or three people to go pick berries. You can pick two or three people to go do whatever, right? Right. Or you can just say, here's an area where I want people to go fish. Here's an area I want people to go gather sticks. Here's an area where I want people to do this. Here's an area I want people to do this. I kept losing people, and I couldn't figure out how. It kept telling me that I had X amount of people in my village. I did not have X amount of people in my village because... The fishing area was never being fished. The hunting area was barely being hunted. And then when it was hunted, uh, my people would die because apparently they decided to hunt things that could kill them. Nah. Uh, it was terrible. I couldn't figure out where any of my people went. They were like, uh, Crowley's in charge of this. Obviously, we're out. <laughs> well, yeah. So you can you can specify areas so that you don't you're not micromanaging your people. Uh, it sounds like you may have had too many workflows going at once and yeah. it was it was spreading your your people out too thinly because what they'll do is they'll they'll start gathering resources for their immediate need um and they'll start ignoring other resources and then if those resources dip then suddenly everything's a priority and when everything's a priority nothing is a priority so you get spread too thin yeah it it, it constantly i have every time i got that 
Every time I noticed that I wasn't getting anything done, if I went and looked at my work, my work tab, my tasks, I'd be at like 140 or 170% well, workload. Nothing happens. Everybody ends up one person on a job. They're all gathering their own resources and then trying to build or whatever. And it just nothing happens because everybody has too much work. I don't want them to be bored. Go do my bidding. I'm trying to create a society here. Look, it sounds to me like this this game is full of millennials. It sounds to me like you don't know how to manage. Yeah, that's, I mean, I got to a point where I had so much food because, yeah, they were they were gathering so much food that it was just rotting in the, in the yeah. storehouses. I had that problem also where I was, my food was spoiling because I was doing too much, getting too much of it. No, I did not have that problem. It's I had you, two storehouses. because you don't know how to manage and you were really struggling. I had three storehouses and I was still spoiling food here. Well, it sounds to me like you needed more people to eat the food to do the work that needed to be like, done. I had like 170 people in my village. I don't I don't even know what to say other than I'm a bad gamer. I don't know how this is <laughs> shocking to anybody that listens to this podcast or the two of you sitting there. I don't get it. I'm terrible at these games. I love them. I'm terrible at them. I just needed to point that out because it sounded like you were about to, to criticize this game because you couldn't play it. So I had to right. get out no, there. No, I love this game. I yeah. want to play more of this game. I'm tired of talking to you two yahoos, and I want to go play this game because you know what? It's a new week, and I need to get my gamer tag back. You, you really need do. To get back. You got to get you gotta get like 15 hours this week so you can average it out. That's not how this works. That's not <laughs> how any of this works. I mean, if that's the case, then I've got I got it in surplus, man. No, I I really appreciated that this game didn't require you to micromanage. Yeah, um, I love the job zones. When, yeah, once you once you got your workflows established, then you could really concentrate on building your village out the way you wanted, um, and and basically you know kind of directing the civilization to where you needed to go. The only the the only problem I'm having right now is I've got kind of a straw problem because everything requires straw. Um, in yeah. the later civilizations and so and you only get straw like once per year whenever you harvest so well yeah but you get a trader that comes into your village at least once per year and you what? can trade for straw if they have yeah, straw no. on them and not not enough i go through so much straw huh you wouldn't know that because you're still in the stone age yeah it's true they haven't invented like either straw yet how yeah. many hours did it take the two of you idiots to get out of the stone age I got two civilizations all the way to the Bronze Age, and I have 10.8 hours in the game. Yeah, I'm all the way to the end of the Bronze Age, and I'm about 15 hours in. So, Man, I'm editing both of your tracks out this week, <laughs> and it's just going to be me talking to myself silently. Uh, so while we're on mechanics, let's just talk about them. So you guys have already talked about We've talked about job zones. We've talked about uh, manual assignment, because you can do both. Uh, you can transition from hunting, gathering into actually agriculture, which is what you guys are talking about now with straw. You can only harvest that once a year. Uh, and then, you know, there's management. There's the food management, material management, clothing management, water management, people management. Uh, and you can micromanage it if you want to, which is apparently what I do. Or you can set the zones and the workflows and, and, and have it run its course. Yeah, if you get things set up right, you can really kind of automate the entire village and just kind of have very light interaction as you go, and the thing kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, really the only thing that you have to do is move your uh, wood-gathering zones every once in a while. Um, yeah, and like I've got two wood-gathering zones, so I'll go check on them once I notice that my log count starts going down. I'll go check on them and move them to a different zone so they're harvesting trees because they'll, they'll, the trees don't grow as fast as they harvest. 
Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with, with any of like the depletable uh, resources. Like if you're, when you're get, gathering mud, that's when you got to move around some fish. That's when you can fish out. You have to move around some, but it's not hard. Every once in a while, Wait, you, you have drag mud it. farmers. Yeah. To, when you, yeah, you have to get collect mud to do like thatch, thatched huts and stuff. And masonry later on. Masonry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, what, I know what it was. It was, you know what? It, never mind. Let's talk about graphics. Uh, it is isometric view. Uh, I thought the graphics looked really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think it looked really good. Yeah, they they they're they're crisp, they're clean. Um, everything looks really nicely detailed. You can zoom in on any of your villagers or anything, and it looks it looks really good. Yeah, the yeah, attention it, to detail is insane. Yes, it's yeah, like really. They, when it gets cold out, they wear heavier clothes. As your buildings start getting beat up, you start seeing holes in the roofs, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I did have a villager freeze to death because I didn't have enough things to make her warm clothes. <laughs> Why am I died? not surprised by that? Come on, man. Yeah, even what? Even the buildings that have straw roofs. Whenever you first build that building, the straw is yellow, but as time goes on, that that straw roof will bleach out. So yeah, it's, you have you have a mix of yellow and and white roofed buildings. It's it's really cool. It's crazy how much detail there is. It's really cool, and and, and just the uh, variety of of animal you can hunt, I think, is again just shows the attention to detail. Like it runs the gamut from freaking woolly, wasn't woolly mammoth? What was it? A woolly, woolly rhinoceros rhino. or something? Yeah, woolly rhinos. Yeah, yeah. woolly rhino all, all the way to reindeer. Yeah, yeah. And, and everything and in between. They'll go extinct as you move through the ages too. Yeah, so this this game is just uh, chock full of a lot of stuff. Now, this game was what thirty dollars on Steam. I got it for twenty three in a bundle. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, so you got it. yeah. I don't do bundles because I don't have time to play the crap that comes with it. I already had the other game in the bundle, so it was just a straight discount on this game. Nice. What was the other game? I don't Planet remember side. what it was. Planet Side. What was yep. it? Planet Side. Sounds stupid. It's another. You would actually like it. It's just like this, but it's on a, a different planet. Or I'm sorry, planet base. Pl- planet, planet base. Planet yeah. It's another one of these. I'd probably be just as terrible at it. So yeah, why would, would I play it? But you would like it. You like this a lot. Well, that's true. I do. I really do like this a lot. I think this is a fun game, uh, and and I really want to dive into it because I want to get better at it. Um, there's not really any voice acting in it. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, the change of seasons is nice. I like that. The music in this game, I, I don't notice it, so it's not terrible. I no, did, all... and I liked it. In fact, I was kind of humming the music after I was playing the game. Really? So, yeah. I, I liked it. I I noticed it. I, I made sure to pay attention to it for a little while. It is very, like, plain. Like, it's good. I just didn't feel like, I didn't think it was anything amazing, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's drums and flutes, so it's yeah. it's kind of you know ancient civilization type uh, music. They had the they had the same type of music in Pharaoh and uh, Age of Empires, um, but yeah, I mean it's the the drum beat is catchy. The 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 flutes have a nice uh, tune to them. Yeah, I, I caught myself actually you know thinking about the music after the game, so it it made an impression, and I think it enhanced the game. I didn't notice it, so again. If I didn't notice it, it's not terrible. Doesn't mean it's fantastic. Just means it's not terrible. But what what do I know? I'm terrible at the game. <laughs> Shut up. Do we want to rate this game? We do. Yeah, let's do it. 
All right, Joe, what do you give this game? I give this game a... I don't care. Jason, what do you rate this game? I give this game a seven and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go with seven and a half. Um, as good as this game is, it does have a few flaws. I think um, I think the raiding parties and the towers that you use for defense are, are some of the flaws in this game, um, which I hope they tighten up because they, they do keep uh, releasing... Uh, patches to this game where they they alter some of the the game balance and and fix some bugs. Uh, I know that that towers on this game is is one of the things that some of the the players have complained about because they're made of tissue. Um, you, you have watchtowers that are taken down by spears and arrows, and that that shouldn't be the case. So, because those those towers are pretty expensive in resources, both logs and straw. But it seemed like everything in this game was kind of resource expensive it can be yeah yeah once you once you have a good workflow most of those resources you you have an abundance and it's not that big of a deal straw is going to be a a challenge though so and that's that's i think what people are complaining about is the watchtowers require straw to build and maintain and you just don't have that 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 straw to spare for as as quickly as those watchtowers get destroyed but I, I like the game. Um, I'm going to continue to play it. In fact, uh, you know, I've, I've played it for half the week and I'm thinking about playing it tonight before going to bed. So um, I'm giving it a seven and a half. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a seven and a half, too. There's a lot of things in this game that we didn't really get to touch on. Uh, there's a spiritual aspect to it where you can like, you build shrines out of skulls. Yeah, yeah and, and later on, monuments out of out of stone and stuff. Yeah, monoliths, and then um, and then stone circles, and then that helps your morale. Uh, and then once you discover beer, you don't need that anymore. Well, I, you know, I think we kind of discussed this last night uh, on on that status episodes, but the beatings will continue until morale improves. Yes, I don't, I don't care about the morale. <laughs> uh, the knowledge and tech tree is pretty cool, and that's kind of that's how you move through the ages. You move from the Stone Age to the all the way up to the Iron Age. He doesn't know the other other ages because he I, hasn't been there yet. I don't. I don't. <laughs> shut up! I hate you so much. I don't know why you have to pick on me because I'm terrible at this game. However, uh, hopefully you won't be terrible at it for a less than sixty dollars for for like twenty three, twenty five, or twenty five dollars. Uh, you can play Dawn of Man. It's on Steam. Uh, they didn't have to condemn this game. So I would uh, uh, invite you all to go play it. Seven and a half here from Bad Gamers Anonymous. Uh, Dawn of Man, really fun. If you're into strategy, uh, micromanaging games, play this game. It's a good game. Yeah, it definitely play it. Game. Play a lot of it. Uh, yeah. Play more of it than I have, apparently. Yes. And be better. And be better than you at it. Well, that's not hard to do. Let's just be a hundred percent honest. Uh, next week, uh, I will make Jason play uh, Empire at War. Well, we'll also be playing. Uh, I, I, I know you do. Uh, Tie Fighter. No, X Wing versus Tie Fighter. X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. There you go. So that's that's the show next week. I'm sure we'll also be talking about news and, and whatnot as we continue. On our road to wrestle, no, road celebration. I'm out of jokes. I, those, I didn't want to do any more of those silly jokes that heard sent, and then the WrestleMania joke is played out. But you did it anyway. You did it anyway. I did. 
Well, stick to your convictions. Go ahead, stick to your convictions. In, it's good. Anytime somebody says road to something, I always think WrestleMania because I enjoy wrestling, unlike you two schmoes. You know, we never did. We never had you do a uh, uh, theatric reading of uh, that legal brief for uh, whatever that dude's name was. Oh, G.I. yeah. Bro. Yeah, you got to record that. <laughs> we need that to happen. <laughs> Why? Because it's so funny. I don't, I don't want to do that at all. Not I don't want to play Empire at War, but you're going to make me do it. That's Jason. The guy you can't hear because I took his track out is Joe. And I'm Crowley. And we'll see you next week. Bad Gamers Anonymous is not affiliated with any video game developer or publisher. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the host and not of Earglue Media. And they're probably terrible. Executive producer for Bad Gamers Anonymous is James Dean. Get good, scrubs.